Okay, so the Copa Dorea happened against Real Madrid and Barcelona. They're the best two teams in the world to me still. They play in the Copa Dorea. And something to know about the Copa Dorea is, you know, we talked about every team, there's a certain tournament where they are the people. Like, they, they have so much confidence because they won it so many times. It's kind of just ingrained in their DNA. For Real Madrid, is obviously the Champion League. It doesn't matter how bad of a season they're having in La Liga. When it comes to the Champion League, they're just different. Okay, they're just different. But when it comes to like Copa de Rea, you can say the same thing with Barcelona. You know, Barcelona's been winning it year after year, right? And they just don't lose. Like, they're different when they play in a Copa de Rea. It doesn't matter who they have, who they don't have. Between two leagues, they will go through. It's been like that since every year that I watched, okay? So, coming into this game, you assuming Real Madrid can easily should have won this game. They just beat Liverpool at Anfield. Five to two. You get what I'm saying? So coming to this game, they should have had all the confidence to just bypass Barcelona, a team who literally just lost to the bottom team in La Liga. Or they also lost in Euro to Manchester United. This is not a team who's in the momentum of winning games. They're in the momentum of losing games. So for Real Madrid, they should be fine because they're in the momentum of winning games. So coming to this game, Barcelona is like two losses. Coming to this game, Real Madrid has been winning. So you're assuming... Real Madrid is easily going to win this game because simply Barcelona doesn't have Lewandowski. They don't have Pedri, okay? They, have, they don't have Dembele. And they still have those front players, you know, Robinho and Fernando, who they're both are obvious. They're not in form. This game was all about the midfield and the defense of Barcelona. Like we talked about a few weeks ago, Barcelona is still in the process of like getting all of their, you know, sides to be perfect. Like the defense side... Looks solid now. That's their best. They're, that's their best. They have the best defensive record in La Liga. They have the best attacking record in La Liga, technically. But their attacks have just not been on. Dembele's been hurt. Lewandowski's out. Hasn't been really on point. Pedri's out. No one's scoring anymore. You get what I'm saying? The momentum just slowly just died out. Good example would be the game they just played. They couldn't score one goal. Do you understand? And then this game coming in, right? They didn't, they didn't let Real Madrid shoot one shot on target. Not one shot at their home. That's crazy. That just shows you the heritage they have at Copa de Rea. Like coming into this game, I didn't think Real, I didn't think Barcelona was going to win at all. I was just kind of seeing how many goals can Real Madrid really score on us. They didn't even get a shot on target. Okay? And again, that just has to do with the fact that like, Barca are just destined to win this game. They're just destined to win Copa de Rea. Now, now, Real Madrid definitely had the better game. You know, this is the first time in a while, I will say, Real Madrid literally had 65% of the possession. And that was mostly because of the last 15 minutes of the game. They were just on their butt. Okay? And last week, I think I said Kise was not, you know, his choice making is not up to par. Well, this game, he was great. He could have had two goals... Guess who stopped him from scoring the second goal? You guessed it. You guessed it. Another lacquer. And Sufati. You know, the, my guy, you know, they're talking about shirt sales not up there. He's not really bringing up crowds. He is not playing great games. He's hardly playing games, right? And now today, he put Real Madrid back in the game. By stopping that second goal, this game could have been 2 to nothing easily. And for Real Madrid, this is pretty shameful. Even after the game, I remember Ancelotti was like, 
we had the we had the great game. We had the great game. I don't see the problem. Like he basically saying he didn't see what it doesn't matter that Barcelona won the game. To him, it mattered that Real Madrid played the better game, which they did. If they get the same momentum in Barcelona when they come back, they could they could come through. But the thing about this, and is not thinking about it, is everybody can come back by then. Lamadosi is going to be back. Okay, Dembele is going to be back. Pedri is going to be back. Like that's their full team. So I don't I don't know if that was a good comment in my opinion, but whatever. And the funny thing to say is like you know, which it was blew my mind when I heard about this. Tony Cruz has never won Copa del Rey. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean that that just should, that should blow your mind. That's the same kind of statistic when you hear that what is it? Ronaldo only won what two La Ligas over span of nine years. That blew my mind. Okay, it shows you the dominant Barcelona has in Spain. Technically, they can win La Liga this year. They can win Copa del Rey, and they already will have one cup. They already have the Spanish cup. You know, this is this is steps. We just need to keep taking one step at a time until we start winning Europe games and actually not be terrified of playing Bayern. You know what I'm saying? That's when stuff going to change. Anyway, that's all I got for that game. And now I want to talk about. Kim freaking Garner. Kim Garner is basically the circuit attorney for St. Louis, Missouri. She's on her second term in office. And both of our second term has just been horrendous. Okay. She is the first black woman to be in this position. And apparently that's the most important part about this whole thing. So nobody cares about her character. Nobody cares about her record. Apparently, what only matters and the only thing you should focus on is the fact this is a black woman. And I've been, I've been, you know, talking about this for years. I talk about this with pretty much everybody I see. <laughs> I have these arguments about people all the time. You know, the fact that racism is not dead. It's on life support. And people like Kim Gardner are the people who keep in racism on life support. And the craziest thing about that whole you know, racism is the people who claim this ideology are the one who are harming the same people they claim to be helping. So for Kim Garner's situation, she was the first black woman who came in and her idea was to reform, you know, the justice system to favor black people, color people, you know what I mean? Instead of really just thinking about how much crime she can stop. That should have been her main goal, making sure people follow the laws. If they break, break the law, you charge them. But no, we decided to focus on the first black woman, whatever. To the point that when she came to office, there were black women from across the country who came just to voice their how much they're happy about this. It it was so stupid. I absolutely hate that. I hated it so much. And I knew for a fact this was not gonna go well. And that's exactly what happened. Right when she came to office, she fired half of her staff because they were white. Okay? Came in with her friends who also believe that, you know, they're they're here to change the justice system. Okay, we're got, we're not gonna try juveniles as an adult. Okay, if uh, juveniles can do whatever they want. Okay, we're gonna change the system. And you know, they she started butting heads with the people in her own office, so she lost half of her staff. Some people just kind of left because she was harassing them. You know, she's like, <laughs> she was calling people racist. How many years of experience is that is being lost? Right. 
Anyway, that's not the worst of it. So she did that, and they start going off of the police union. Not just the police union, the police in general. She filed a lawsuit against the police calling them racist towards her, okay? Because she, they're, they're criticizing her that she's not really doing her job. And mostly it's because probably she doesn't have enough staffing because, because she literally pushed everybody out of the office. So obviously, who would want to work for somebody who's calling you racist, right? So anyway, she doesn't have enough people because she fired everybody, called them racist. And then now the cops are like, yo, you can't, you got to do your job. And the reason why she's accusing the cops of being racist was simply because one night she was driving and she was driving with her headlights off, right? So the cop stops her and then apparently he finds out that she is uh, Kim Gardner and he lets her go. And the staff lasted about six minutes. And then she came out a few days later. She was like, they stopped me. You know, she started saying these guys are racist. They stopped me for 15 minutes, even though they knew who I was and all this. And she never once pointed out the fact that she was actually breaking the law. And the cops were just doing her job. She took it to the level where she would put, she made a list of like certain cops where if they brought in a case for her, she just would not accept them. So imagine you're a cop, right? And you're on this list. You just brought in this guy who, let's say he robbed somebody or stole someone's car or something like that. And you brought it to her and she just ignores it. You get what I'm saying? Just because she doesn't like that cop. This is not somebody who's working in the interest of the people, is it? It's already showing that she's literally working for whatever. She's just, but this is not somebody who actually wants to work for the people. At least from these actions, it doesn't seem like it, right? So that wasn't it. She charged the governor at the time, Eric Reiner. And she accused him of like, uh, basically revenge porn, right? He was, he had a, he had an affair maybe with some lady and either way, she made up this whole case about him putting a picture of a girl he was having relationship with and the girl's boyfriend filed in that lawsuit as well. But they find out after a year or two, she was lying about the whole thing. It was all manufactured. To the point that like she hired some ex-FBI guy who, who who got arrested. Who got arrested for this. And it got to the point that she almost lost her license for this. Okay. But she didn't. She just got a slap on the wrist. Okay. She was back on work again. But for Eric Garner, he had to resign as a governor. This guy's career is never. He's never coming back. It's over. She ruined his career for, for nothing. Okay. For nothing. So anyway. So she's going on, you know what I mean? It's still going at it. And then she was elected 2020 again after all this stuff she did. And I, I'm not even hitting like how crime is like running rampant throughout this time because she's not even focused on that. She's focused on fighting with these people, like the people she's supposed to work with. Anyway, going on. So 2020, you know, she was running again. And I remember thinking like, there's no way people can vote for this woman again. She's obviously are not qualified to do this job. She is um, immature. Her ideologies are hurting the same people she claims to be helping. Okay. Nobody listened. She got 75% of the vote on her second one. So now 2020 is in, you know, she knows the fact that like the city, she's the people are not going to fire her. You know what I mean? 75, that's basically everybody. Everybody voted for her. She knows she's good, okay? So crime's still running rapid. You know what I mean? 2020, pandemic. I mean, you can hear the news. There's bunch, it's just lawlessness. Nobody's getting arrested. You know what I mean? She basically said, if you're 
a juvenile, you can do whatever you want and you will never be arrested. So you just saw uptick on juvenile doing crazy stuff. The past two, three years, I mean, kids who are like from really from 11 years old to 16 or 17 years old, all the crime that's been going on, even if the crimes are going on right now, it's just, it's just kids. Just today, they announced that like they're finally going to punish juveniles harder. <laughs> not by her, okay? Because she's obviously still dealing with other stuff. She's not dealing with like her actual job. So the cops have to like find a way to talk to the state to help them. Murderers and robbers cases are just being dismissed, okay? One example would be a man who murdered a guy. He was on trial. Kim Garner's office didn't come to court. So they have to let the guy go. You understand what I'm saying? Back in the street to harm the same people she claims to be serving. So going back to the timeline, throughout her three years and her second term, again, horrendous, right? Crime off the roof. No one's doing anything. Everybody's like basically at the last point. So a few weeks ago, a girl who is visiting from out of state for a volleyball tournament got hit by a car and she lost both of her legs. And I'm assuming this girl has like high connections because right when this incident happened, the state got involved, the state attorney, the governor, everybody got involved. Okay. Just because of this girl. I mean, the, the, the person who basically hit the girl's car, this guy violated his parole. He was on parole, by the way. Okay. He did a robbery, but obviously, you know, you don't arrest people. And he had an ankle monitor who validated his probation 51 times, right? 51 times. And he was not once arrested. So this guy gets to driving, gets on the streets, and he harms another civilian. This girl will never walk because she doesn't have any legs anymore. And it's, it's very hard not to blame Kim Garner for this. 51 times is absurd. And really, at first, she doesn't have to be accounted for any of this. Remember I said she was voted over 75% of the voters... She was voted unanimously on her second term, okay? So it's very, for her, she doesn't have to respond to people. It doesn't matter how much you criticize her because the people keep voting for her. But the state finally got involved. So after this case happened, uh, maybe this girl has some connection. They talked to the big guys up there and they finally filed a motion to basically remove her from her position. That's how bad it was getting. Not just that, okay? They asked her to remove from her position she had until Thursday noon to basically resign. She didn't resign. She goes on TV. She brings her crew. She got like basically the people who are benefiting from her all around her, you know, yelling about some nonsense. Okay. And she's not answering any questions she doesn't want to answer, by the way. And her basically stance was she did her part. She did nothing wrong. Okay. And what is it? She shouldn't be blamed. She should blame the driver. There's no reason they should blame her for this, okay? And then she said, I told the judge to put this guy's bond, you know, hire his bond, basically. And they asked her, oh, then how come on the court record we don't see you requesting a higher bond for this, you know, felon? And she's like, well, usually is normal case, you know, all I did was verbally told him this. Like, I... <laughs> and I... Right when she said verbally told him this, I knew immediately she was lying because... She is basically a liar. She's the one person in this whole thing you can't trust. Because remember, when she was stopped by the cops and she was suing the cops for being racist, she said the stop lasted about 15 minutes. But we literally saw surveillance video of the stop lasting six minutes. And after we all saw the video, 
she still doubled down and said, no, it was over 15 minutes. So they, she's basically saying, you know, it's not my fault. It's the judge's fault. And the reporters are asking her, like, how come we're not seeing it? And they're asking the people who work at the court. They're like, we, we don't have no idea what this woman's talking about. So who do you really trust? Do you trust Kim Gardner or do you trust the, <laughs> the judges? You know what I mean? For me, I can't trust Kim Gardner because her record shows that she has never been honest about pretty much anything. So now they're like, even the state auditor is like, I need to know everything about this office. This is getting wild. Okay. They're trying to audit like who's, who are all the people she's hiring, you know, to service her and how much is she paying them? You know, just to see how deep the corruption is. And I support it. And she's saying, you know, I'm cooperating with everything, but she's doing anything but that. She's not, she's not saying anything. You know what I mean? So it's just getting worse and worse for her. But the crazy thing to me is she still has people who are still saying she's great. But then again, how would you be surprised? There's still people who are advocating for defunding the cop in St. Louis. So, you know, it's crazy times, but I really just want to talk about this. And because this is like history in the making. And this just shows you wherever you follow this ideology of like race, this race, that. It just never goes well. You should really go by people's merit. Merit is always the best thing to do. I mean, really, it is. So, and another thing is like, you can't keep lying. Eventually, eventually people will lose trust in you. So for Kim Gardner's case, the mayor to Sarah Jones, who they were homies, even she lost trust in her. The aldermen, who are all also corrupt as heck, they even lost trust in her. The sheriff of the city lost the trust in her. The police station does not trust her. Are you telling me all these people are wrong and she's right? The people who worked for her previously, who she forced out of the office, they're all saying this woman is terrible and she's actually racist. And just one more point to point out. There's a case about it that's happened in South City where the Hispanic family has been dealing with this white lady who's just been straight up racist towards them. She would literally come to their house and knock their door and just be like, I know this is not your house. I know you can't afford it. You know, go back to re-. like just being straight up racist to this these people. And this is a woman who says she's trying to th- change the justice system for people of color. Right. She wants to help them from race. This is a blatant racist case. And she did nothing. This is a case that's been sitting in her office forever. OK, it's to the point. The only reason this woman got charged was because the daughter of the Hispanic family that lived there, she put it on TikTok and it went viral. And then, you know, the state, then they have to do something about that because that's just wild. So she was being legit racist. And Kim Garner, a woman who says, you know, I suffer racism, apparently couldn't sympathize with this family and she did nothing by it. To the point she was forced to do something about it. That's the only time she did anything was because, because the video went viral. Driving San Luis now is horrendous and largely that has to do with all the criminals she's not arresting all these people who violating the law who are still on the street driving and not being charged you know there's literally death every day of just accidents after accidents largely because of her office i truly believe that anyway that's all i got for this week